Monday, friends, and welcome back to New Heights Podcast. I'm your host, Damien Valle. It is March 13th, 2023. Happy Monday, friends, and, and welcome back to another episode of New Heights Podcast. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are tuning in. I do appreciate it. Very excited for today's episode because I have my lovely wife with me joining me. Uh, it's been a little while since she's been with us, and so very excited to have her with us. Honey, you want to say hi to everybody? I'm out of retirement. Yes, you came back finally. <laughs> You've been so busy with all the kids, and again, it just takes a lot. So thanks for making time. Thank you for jumping in today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. So um, I know it's been a little bit. Um, we've been doing some uh, things here and there, and so you want to just catch everybody up. Um, I kind of want to talk about Jesus Revolution for a little bit. Um, but yeah, how are you? What's been going on? Go ahead and share. Yeah, so it's already um, almost springtime. Um, I'm, I'm so ready for better weather. I, I love the rain though. Like I'm the person who people get like really sad when it rains. I love, I love the rain. It was raining today. So it was really nice. It was, it was, yeah, it's perfect. Um, still homeschooling Zion. She, we're kind of in a phase where she's kind of like, kind of don't want to do school. And so, and it's, it's been a lot of slow days, like going at her pace and, um, (laughs) doing things slowly and just reminding myself, Hey, she's going to get there. Just be slow. Right. So we've been super steady. Um, we were in twin falls this past week. Um, Damien was, um, working and, uh, journey with him in twin falls. And so, you know, we, they rented out a suite for us. And so we were there all week and the kids swam two times a day. Yeah. That was Um, nice. And yeah, we got some groceries so we didn't have to do takeout for every meal because you just kind of feel awful if you eat takeout all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. And we had some amazing meals. Shout out to Melissa and Mershad. Melissa, one of our dear friends. Just like, amazing. At she, amazing. Yeah, food. she <laughs> just cooks so well. I always tease her and tell her, when are you going to have your own cooking channel on YouTube? I can <laughs> film and you can <laughs> cook. But it was good. We got to to you know, meet with a lot of our friends and just kind of a lot of our church friends and see how we can serve them and how yes. we can come alongside them and, um, and just listen to them and see how they're doing. And so, because we live two hours away from a lot of our friends there, it was just really nice to, um, see just them catch again. Up. Yeah. yeah. And then cool. shout out to our friend, Gabby. Um, Gabby, if you're listening, we love you and we're just championing you as a mother Come on. and you're doing such a good job, Gabby. We love you so much. Um, but yeah, that's been kind of our, um, just what we've been doing recently. We've been in Twin Falls homeschooling and Zion is now reading like more fluently. Yeah. And amazing. Amos is speaking so much and speaking very clearly. Yeah. He's counting to three and. And it's not anything I teach him. He just picks it up from his older siblings. Right. He's just learning from everybody. Yeah. And so, and Silas is just a big teddy bear. Um, he's just, uh, he's just so precious. Like he has, he's very bold. Yeah. And he's very firm in what he, he believes wants. in, like yeah. what he wants. But he's also like just a puddle. Like, oh, and just melts in your, and like on your lap. He's just so sweet. Yeah. Um, the other day though, you remember when Amos had that big old gut, like gash on his forehead, it was a nice day before like all that snow and we have some garden beds, some raised garden beds and Zion comes in saying, mom, almost is hurt. 
and he like he tripped and luckily he didn't need stitches but he has now like a little <laughs> scar on his forehead. forehead he's just wild he's just like very very rambunctious and just wants to like jump off things and you know i'm just so i can't remember who i was speaking with about this particular thing but i'm just so excited to see where their little personalities will take them yeah. so i think so you know, people have different temperaments for certain things that they want to do in life. Like you are very bold and you're very firm and, um, and you have like this leadership spirit. And so that's awesome. Like that <laughs> works for you, for you. And so I'm just very curious to see where my kids, where God's going to lead them. But yes, you have yeah. to cultivate that in them, right? Yeah. I mean, cultivate that in them and ask God to, like for help and guidance. Cause my prayer lately has been, I have three different kids, but I need your help on how to specifically raise Silas, how to specifically raise Zion and how to specifically raise Amos yeah. because I can't treat, you know, one how I like discipline other. one kid. It doesn't work for the next right. or the way I speak to one kid. It's not, it doesn't work for the next. For sure. Um, I mean, it, it might over time yeah. and you know, we instill the same values, but we can never will the will of the child. Right. You know, and so dealing with <laughs> being a mom <laughs> that, and just figuring kids, yeah. it out. Yeah. Well, you're doing amazing, babe. Thank and you. And you know that. Thank you. Um, a lot of people look up to you. A lot of people, um, yeah, they just look up to you. And so you're an amazing mom and very thankful to the Lord for you. And you're doing great things. Amen. Amen. And then your mom's birthday. Yes. What else? So we celebrated my mom. My mom turned 52. She did. This weekend. Happy birthday, mom. Mom Olivia, um, and we joke and say, "Hey, she she should take over the podcast because yes, her latest you guys episode." Loved her. Seriously, I need to bring her back on. She's amazing. So shout out to my mom. She turned fifty two this weekend. Fifty two years Big. young. Yeah. We were singing Happy Birthday, and then she's like, "No se escucha." <laughs> she wanted the crowd to sing louder, so I was like, "Listen here, you peasants, sing louder." <laughs> and everyone sang louder. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. So she turned 52, and then also we had celebrated Blanca's birthday. Blanca turned Blanquita's 30. Blanca's birthday, yeah. And so we got to celebrate 30. her. We did a Selena theme. <coughs> yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, everyone got to dress really up. Really fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was cool. It was fun. She had some friends that were there as well. And, yeah. Shout um, out to her friends yeah, that came out. we all out. got to love her together. Um, one of her friends actually listens to the podcast. I got to meet him, Matt. So Matt, if you're listening this morning, just want to give you a shout out, brother. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, thanks for listening. I do appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... We got to do that. And then we got to um, watch Jesus Revolution. You yes. want to tell everybody what that was about or how that was just amazing for you and I? Yeah. So the Jesus Revolution film, it was so good. I mean, just what's been going on, like even with your latest episode about just the Asbury revival and just, I mean, we, we are excited even to hear when I hear past um, revivals and we've been teaching Zion specifically about just certain missionaries that w came up because of certain revivals and um, and just to see what had happened in Kentucky and which is so interesting is that no one really knew right because no one really knows when a, when God's going to show up Release, in a revival yeah. but it was just so it's like God is so strategic <laughs> In the way that he does things but who would have thought that the jesus revolution film would come within the Be same released, time frame yeah. same month that the whole asbury revival yeah. and i mean in revival if you look at the patterns of revival it always begins with young people and so we see like in the 1960s 
um, we see that there was like like war breaking out and people were protesting right the the decision for war and so you had this this rise of just hippies right going against war make love not war yeah. and they were just super free and they had this spiritualistic mindset which is demonic and they were into drugs and all of these things right and so during that time frame there was a movement of god on the earth and it was just so beautiful because in this specific film, it's um, really the story of Greg Laurie <clears throat> and his conversion and um, the other gentleman, I Chuck just based his name, Chuck Smith. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the, um, you know, the, one of the prominent leaders within that Jesus revolution right. um, era, that revival that had broken out. But in that time frame, like no one of the church wanted anything to do with the hippies. Like they're the outcasts, like they're the atheists, like they don't love God. They don't want to know about God. Like, let's not go, you know, um, it was just just a complete separation. Yeah. They weren't received well. And then you have here Chuck Smith and in the movie, I don't, if you haven't seen it, go go see it. Cause I'm just going to spoil everything (laughs) for you guys. But anyway, all to say, and that Chuck Smith was very inviting. And I believe because of his daughter, right. As well. Um, and short story, he welcomes these hippies, these hippies into his church. And Calvary Chapel is f- um, founded. Yeah, it's right? founded. The I mean, it's just such a beautiful great. film. Yeah. And being a Christian film, it wasn't cheesy at yeah. all. Yeah, those. Yeah, we understand Christian films can be cheesy. Yeah. But no, it was. It was phenomenal. My heart was stirred and I was just provoked, and I find myself crying in the movies and saying, "Lord, do it again." You know, release a move of your spirit. Yeah. Something that can't be fabricated by us, by lights and fog and the right preacher and the right worship team. Like, this is all, only God can do this, right? Yeah. And we say do it again. And really for me, it's been doing in me mm. <clears throat> that I would be inviting, that I wouldn't be, that people wouldn't look at me and say, wow, she's show, yeah. she is so shut off yeah. that she can't welcome I was talking to other the, people the in the team and I was just saying like, if the Lord releases another revival movement in our generation, it's going to be the transgender community being saved, yeah. like the homosexuals, everybody that's their identity is so confused. So if the Lord releases revival and they're saved, the question is us as a church, are we ready to respond right? Yeah. You know, like just like the church had a hard time responding right in the seventies yeah. with the, uh, the hippies. Um, Will the church respond right with these transgender people? And I pray that we will. Yeah. You know? And so we're going to need a lot of grace for sure. A lot of grace. And I think a lot of realization that we would know that we are, that we can love because he first loved us. Like he is love and that the embodiment of love in us will radiate. And I'm reading an autobiography of Lilius Trotter. And Lilius Trotter was in the late 1800s. Um, when Moody was, you know, when he was championing going into Britain, like in the USA and just caused like there was a revival happening in that era. But she went to Africa, specifically to a Muslim nation, and um, she made friends with the Muslim women. And there was these certain buildings where just the like the mothers and the children, like all the women were there. Yeah. And they would kind of, it was like a community of, of all these women because in their culture is that 
a man would marry a young woman and he would have kids. And when she was old, he would discard her and marry someone younger. And they weren't old. They were like in their early 20s, teenage girls that were just, that were just abandoned. And here comes Lilius Trotter and she just loves, like she cooked meals with them. She took care of their kids. Yeah. And I remember part of that testimony was that they would cry out and say, no one has ever loved us wow. like Lilius has loved us. And it really, it was just the love of Jesus radiating through her. Right. And so I think the Lord is pouring out his love upon his people and that they would know and experience his love and so, so that they themselves the can yeah. go and be love right. to the community. That's exactly what Jesus told the world, right? Or his disciples. This is how people will know that you're my disciples is if by the way love. that you love each other. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. We're going to win people not by our theology. We're not going to win people by how smart we may seem as we win people over by the love of the Lord. Yeah. You know, and so it was a phenomenal movie. Um, we got to go, you and I. Tickets were sold out. Yeah. So we had to sit across <laughs> one end <laughs> to the There's other. There's literally like 10 year. seats in between us. In between us, yeah. Um, it was good. It was really good, though. It was a good movie. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go, go watch on. it. Yeah, don't. What are you waiting for? Go watch it. Yeah, and <laughs> one prominent person there is Lonnie Frisbee. Um, he was, again, very prominent in the Jesus Revolution. But so if you haven't watched The Chosen... Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus in The Chosen, is Lonnie Frisbee, which I didn't even know until I had watched like some sort of trailer. And when he shows up, I'm like, whoa, that's Jonathan Rumi from The Chosen. The Chosen yeah. We need to go watch this film. Yeah. And Lonnie was actually used greatly from uh, with the Lord in that time frame with the Jesus movement. Yeah. Um, they the did Lord a good was... job even portraying like the human side of people. Yeah. Um, and how we are fallen, like we make mistakes, yeah. right? Christian people make mistakes. Yep. And I think a lot of people... They think we're perfect. They, yeah, we're and you we're not. Damon and I are so far, far from yeah. perfect. But the film did such a good job in showing the weakness side of these prominent preachers that were rising up and how they were weak and broken. Yeah. You know, and so that was a beautiful par yeah. part of that film too. And the Lord, again, the Lord used these men greatly. He used Chuck Smith, Lonnie, um... Just great glory. Great glory to minister mm -hmm. to these hippies. And uh, yeah. it was powerful. And so so I encourage you to go watch it. It's really good. We're not getting sponsored by Great Glory to promote the movie. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually really good. Provoking for sure. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that's what we've been up to. Again, I hope you find yourself doing well, friend. I know there's a lot of chaos going on in the world, but I want to remind you and secure you and, and remind you that we are secure under the, the wings of the Lord. We read today in in, in the in our in Isaiah. service Isaiah right Isaiah forty two, verse three I believe um, that when we walk when we go through the rivers and the storms that the Lord is with us. We yeah. have to remember that things aren't going to get easier. They're we will gonna, suffer. Yeah, it's He's only going to get harder, but the Lord promises to be with us. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so with that, without further ado, uh, let's jump into today's episode. I'm very excited because. Uh, we're going to just talk about communication, communication in our marriage. And again, I don't want to pretend, I don't want to pretend like we have it all figured out, but Mariela and I are coming up on nine years of being married uh -huh. and we have, um, we've just, I, I feel like we've learned a lot. And what's cool about today's episode is I kind of just got Mariela by surprise and I was like, Hey, come do this episode with me. I'm going to talk about certain points um, that I've written down and I just want Mariela to chime in. Okay. We're just going to have a conversation. Um, and I just want to read two two passages before I jump in. In the book of Proverbs 18, uh, 21 and 22, it says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue 
and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So I want to talk about this for a minute, the, the death and the life and how they're in the power of our tongue. Okay. And then I want to read Amos 3.3. 3. It says this, can two walk together unless they have made an appointment? Okay. Can two walk together unless they've made an appointment? And so I want to talk about communication here. Um, and we need to communicate in our marriage. We need to communicate in our daily lives with our kids, our schedules, our in-laws. We're communicating all the time, and sometimes we don't even realize it. I was looking online, and um, 80%, listen to this, 80% of couples, um, they get divorced because they say they don't have good communication. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I just kind of want to talk about why we communicate, and then I want to talk about four needs that I believe that I've learned that Mariela needs as a woman, and then I want to talk about some needs that we need as as, as husbands, and then I just want to give us some practical tips, okay? So why do we communicate? Well, there's five different reasons why we communicate, and I'm sure there's more, but five that I, or six that I've understood in these nine years of being married. So the first one is we communicate just for basic information. So we can just relate basic information. That's why we communicate. Uh, the second one is for partnership. Uh, you've got you've gotten married and you're partners, and so you communicate as partners. Uh, the next one is um, you communicate to um, resolve conflict. And this one's actually really interesting because there's nothing wrong with conflict. We just have to resolve that conflict, right? And so that's the third reason is that we just want to communicate. Uh, we want to resolve conflict. Um, the fourth reason why we communicate is for connection. Uh, the reason that we talk to each other it's to connect, whether that's verbally or emotionally. Um, we have to just connect with each other. The next point is the fifth point: why we communicate. It's just to relate personal information. How are you feeling? Your thoughts? Your dreams? So we're communicating that information. And the last one is, we, uh, we why do we communicate? To be intimate with one another. Um, and so this is what's interesting. When we begin to communicate, then our marriage is healthy. Um, the lives of our, our, our own personal lives are healthy, and the lives of our children are healthy. And so I just want to talk about these four real quick. So there's four needs that I believe I've understood and Mariela has communicated with me. And then, honey, I kind of want you to chime in here, okay? So the first thing that we need to understand men and we need to understand in our marriages, the first thing that our, our wives need is this. Our wife wants to feel secure. So my job as a husband, that uh, my job as a husband is I need to make Mariela feel secure. So I we need to communicate. I need to communicate with her what makes her feel safe, right? And I always have to think about her. And I want to just encourage men out there in your marriage that the choices that you're making, make sure that you communicate those choices with your wife. She has to feel secure. I just don't have to, I don't just make choices just to make them. I have to consider my wife. Hey, honey, how do you feel about this? Or what are your thoughts on that? And so the first thing that we need to understand is men, men, our wives, they need to feel secure. What do you think about that, honey? And I wanted just to talk about the emotional aspect, right? Because we obviously want to feel secure physically, right. um, which you make us feel super secure. 
Um, but I want to speak about just like the emotional aspect of things. Like I want to make sure a hundred percent without a doubt that you have my back no matter what. And that's when certain conflicts arise, whether, um, it within the church, whether in the family that you have my back and maybe in certain situations I'm wrong and you can speak to me and say, Hey, you're wrong in this, but we can resolve this conflict together and you can take part of my shame and you can not necessarily saying that you're going to take it all upon upon you but in a sense that hey but i'm going to walk you through this um like wives want to feel comfortable on that and say okay i'm wrong but will you walk with me even if i'm wrong yeah and that you would help me that i would confess that i'm wrong because no one wants to walk in shame by themselves and in in marriage like you really need a spouse because again we made a vow that we'll be together through you know through good and the bad yeah and so then the bad is even walking alongside our shame. And I think of Christ too. He obviously took upon himself the shame on the cross, right? He um, he despised you know himself for us, right? He yeah. took all of that for us. And I think of the role of a, a husband is, again, p- painting that picture of Jesus and he himself. He takes that. He bears that upon himself. And that doesn't give the, the wife the leeway to say, well, I can do whatever I want. My husband has to take the brunt of it. No, you are still responsible yeah. <laughs> for your actions. Um, but what I am trying to, um, I guess, make sense of, of this is that I feel comfortable when you walk alongside me and um, you guide me. And I just remember an instance like, a long time ago where um, something had happened and you kind of stood up for me in something that happened in the house of prayer and um, you had just, yeah, just stood up for me and I'm like, Oh Lord, thank you. Cause I would have never said anything. I would have just stayed quiet. Um, but that you voiced that it made me feel uncomfortable. I'm like, thank you, Lord, that I have a husband that stands up for me. Even if it was something small or big like he took it upon himself to make he make he made sure that my voice was heard and that um you know it was resolved and so emotionally it it, i mean It it matters i think of instances where we've heard sadly that um there's men that like choose their family or choose their mom over their their wife right like they go over to their mom's house and their Mm -hmm. mom puts the wife to shame like that's wrong man yeah you know you should never let anyone do that to your wife no one always stand up for her always stand up for your wife so husbands you need to make your wife feel secure and i want to apologize if i don't make you feel secure enough thank you (laughs) i'll be better i promise but again your wives want to be they want to be they want to feel secure yeah you know and so it's not just physical secure you have the guns in the house like it's emotional. And I think if you're honest, probably emotional matters more, right? Yeah. I mean, you have the physical, you have the financial, you have um, the emotional. emotional. And I don't know if there's actually some sort of study of different levels of security. Maybe there is. Yeah. I don't know. But that's just what came to my mind, right? Yeah. Um, that out of everything, if we have no money, if we um, are not, you know, live somewhere where it's not physically secure, but I know that you're always with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would want that emotional support more than anything, right? Because we are going to walk, we have walked through really hard days. Yeah. Um, And so it matters, I think to me more that you're there with 
me emotionally because then I know we can face harder things. Right. Does that make sense? Amen. Yes. Thank you for sharing that one, baby. So husbands, we need to, your wife, she needs to feel secure. Uh, the next one is um, we have to, women, what they want, what your wives want is that they want open and honest communication, right? Open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to know <laughs> when we come to the door, hey, how are you? Like they genuinely want to know. It's not just like, I'm good. Like you want to know, how was your day? And I, I joke with you and I'm like, there's a beginning, there was a middle, there's All an the end. All the time for right? like a good year. <laughs> and he would do this jokingly, but every day he'd come home from when he was teaching at this middle school. Like, hey, honey, how was your day? He's like, well, there was a beginning, there was a middle and there was an end. And so and then he'd tell me about his day. <laughs> but even now when I know he's had long days, I'm like, let me guess. You had a beginning, you had a middle, <laughs> a middle and, a, and an end. And I know you've had a long, long yeah. day when I say that. But realistically, when we're talking about this, is we have to have open and honest communication. Like that's what our wives want, right? Yeah. They want us to communicate really. How are we feeling? Like when they ask how we're feeling, it's because they genuinely care how we're feeling, right? They yeah. want to know how our day actually was. You know, they want to know what we're feeling. And so, guys, we shouldn't shut our wives out. We should, we should be open and we should be honest, right? We and then communicate and, those things and intimate things as well. And there was an instance, and I'll just say say it openly because we had just had this conversation. You had a specific dream about something that you thought you told me, and then I'm like, oh, he didn't tell me this, but it's such oh, a significant yeah. dream. Like, why didn't he tell me? <clears throat> and he said. And Damon said, no, I, I did tell you. You just weren't listening. I'm like, no, you really didn't tell me. I think you think you told me, but you didn't. And it didn't turn into like an argument or anything. Right. It was just, oh, I'll be better. I really thought I told you. I'm so sorry. And so just being better at, okay, let me communicate this with you first. Because then as a spouse, you kind of feel left out. Right. Hey, I thought I had no idea you you had this really amazing dream. <laughs> You told everyone before you told me, you know, and so I just thinking like there's intimate things that I think your spouse should know first rather than your coworkers or the team. right? Exactly. But don't get me wrong. I think you, you need godly fellowship, like godly men and women, men and women for Damien men, for me, women in my life that I can tell certain things, not that I'm hiding things from, from, from my husband, but I have certain friends, um, specifically some of my sisters, where we talk about certain things about the house or we talk about certain different, you know, cleaning supplies that we're switching now, which Damon doesn't care about those cleaning supplies. You know, he can sit there and pretend like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. But I can have those little conversations with some of, you know, of godly friendships and kind of save you <laughs> from right. all of those things. <laughs> but I mean, that communication of those like intimate details that I think you should tell your spouse you first, right? Yeah those um those godly things that are that are happening communicate those with your spouse like your doubts your shames your fears communicate, communicate yeah. that and then really it's going to um when you share that intimate um those intimate details you you become closer right Absolutely. when you share those fears and all that shame and maybe even com- this condemnation like hey yeah. I've, this is what the enemy's been doing to me that like can you just pray for me yeah right no one else has to know and there's been times you know, or I've done that. Yeah, that we that you've done that. That I've done that. Um, when you came out with that depression um, podcast, like I was just coming, like at the end of of twenty twenty two, like there was depression, like at 
you know, that I was dealing with. I'm like, Hey, Damien, I don't know if this is what is happening, but this is how I'm feeling. And then I can, I literally just told him that this is what is going on. Like, I don't know if it's the enemy, maybe it's just the season. Maybe I'm just being over like burdened. Like, I don't know what it is, but would you just pray for me? Yeah. And so those are things that I need to go first to the Lord and then my spouse. For sure. Um, right. Those are intimate details that I shouldn't be telling anyone else first. It's my wife. Yeah. yeah. You know and just I mean? being open with each other. Right. And the moment when you're open, I just want to encourage that there would be no condemnation. There'd be no shame. There'd no be no. I mean, the truth is the reason we're not open with each other. Most relationships and marriages is because they just don't trust each other. You know, there's been condemnation, there's been guilt, and there's been shame. There's been shame, and so yeah. both parties, you got to be careful. But again, we're speaking about what the women's needs right now, and mm-hmm. so we're speaking about communication. So we spoke about being secure. Mm-hmm. We're, the next one was open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, <laughs> this one's important, guys. Listen, your wives, they need soft, a soft non-sexual affection. Amen. <laughs> I say that as a mother of three kids. Your your wives, they need non-sexual affection. I've learned this, really, after nine years, after three babies. Mariela just wants to, she wants me to make her feel special, make her feel secure without having sex. Yeah. And that's that's what your wives need, Right. She wants me to hold her hand without trying to have sex, right? She wants me to give her a hug without trying to have sex, cuddle with her without trying to have sex, right? Mm-hmm. And so your wives, they need that. They need this non-sexual affection. And we'll talk about here sex in a little bit when it comes to the guys, but um, your wife needs that, right? She wants to feel safe and secure. Yeah. She wants to feel special. She doesn't want to just feel used. You want to add something there? Yeah. And I think right after I I had Amos, we went through a season where I was just started staying home because I um, went, I quit my job maybe like a month or two before I had our our third. And that was amazing to actually quit before I had the baby, just kind of transition. But I remember when we had Amos, it was just go, go, go. Like I was serving everybody and I didn't feel seen. Mm -hmm. So when we became intimate, it was just really hard to be intimate because I just felt used all day. Like I was serving everybody, but selfishly, I wanted to be served. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be helped. Right. And so I remember that specific moment where I was just crying. You're like, why are you crying? I'm like, I just, I don't feel seen. And you were just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. It was just such a beautiful moment of us just, I kind of want to tear up about it now. <laughs> because it was, you want to be seen in, in the relationship. It's not just sexual intimacy. It's that your spouse wants to be seen mm-hmm. and heard and valued, yeah. right? Um, and so we we crave that. We crave to be seen. And it's funny how you say we don't want to be used. But, it, you know, it's true like we nobody wants to be used in any way right and so i think of the wives that we just want to be heard like we just want to be we we just want you to come alongside us and just hear us and Mm -hmm. just appreciate us and see us you know yeah and so it's those times where like i said earlier it's like holding hands like she just wants you to hold her hand yeah 
or you're laying in bed and she just wants to cuddle. She just wants to cuddle, <laughs> you know? And so, again, we're talking about communication. Mm-hmm. These are things that we've spoken to each other about communicating. And what I've learned, again, coming up on nine years is, again, and we've had these conversations, right, of are we communicating at a level where you feel seen? You know, we, you know, we do that one through ten, how, how connected are we, right? And if we're below a seven, then I feel like we're not connected at all, you know, so not so much sexually. Um, so we have to think about that. You want to add anything there before we jump to the next one? Yeah, and just encouraging like those couples who are listening or even those who are maybe single. Yeah. You know, pray even now that you would, you know, be a good communicator as your spouse being one who can communicate well. For sure. Um, but you mean, again, you can always just be better. Like, always. You, know, you sucked at communicating today, but hey, tomorrow. When we were first be married, we were really bad at it. Really. Yeah. Really bad. So, again, things that your wife needs, and we're talking about communication. Does she feel secure? Husbands, when's the last time you asked her if she felt secure? And not just financially, physically. What about emotionally? Yeah. And what about your open, open and honest communication? Is that happening? Uh-huh. What are you feeling? Your emotions, your dreams. The mm-hmm. next one is, are you having a non-sexual affection towards your wife? Yeah. And then the next one is leadership. Your wife wants leadership. Your wife wants you to lead her. Husbands, listen to me. Your wives desire leadership. I know the world says otherwise. I know this demonic feminist movement says otherwise. But that is not true. Your wife wants you to lead her. Your wife wants you to initiate things. Your wife desires this. And um, if I've learned anything in these nine years is this is what Mariela wants. She wants me to lead her. She wants me to initiate singing with the kids, reading the Bible, learning the Bible verses. She wants me to be the initiator, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to expand on that, honey? Yeah, I mean, and not that I kind of want to give the husband's lack, but there is just such a lack in the church of older men instructing these younger men, right? Like we, we know that and we've talked about that, but I mean, it is the man's role to be more like Christ who initiates, who is the leader who comes alongside the bride, who comes alongside the church. And we like, we need this, like we're wired that way. Yeah. Um, and you, we, we do, we want a husband who leads well. And I'm speaking to godly men. Right. Um, and you do that so well, honey, like you lead us so well. And we always joke around with like you and your family, like we're always joking, you know, about our like marriage or vice versa with all the other ones who are, who are married. And we just have such a good time laughing. Right. But in, in reality, you are such a good leader in our house. Like I and we often get told by some of the young adults, like, man, I want someone like Damien, like who would lead well. And I am so blessed because I don't know how we would survive if you wouldn't lead us so well. And I'm speaking spiritually like you. Yes, you protect us. Yes, you provide financially, but you lead us spiritually. Like you guide me. Like everything that I know scripturally, like you, you have guided me. You have instructed me on how to learn by myself. Resources like you've equipped me. Um, you've helped me. You teach my kids. You care for them spiritually. 
like, I don't know what I'd do without you. Like sometimes I lay in bed, I'm like, God, what <laughs> would I do without my husband? Cause you, you, you're such a good leader and not you're to make your kind. head big you're and <laughs> give you this huge ego, but you're like, you do such a good job. Like you do such a good job. Um, but we do, we, we want men who lead right, and lead and well. Can, and I really think about this, like husbands, I just want to encourage you seriously that you would, you would lay hands on your wife. You would lay hands on your kids. You would pray for them, pray for them and, I mean, I just want to give you some practicals, guys. How do we do this? You're like, Damien, how do we do this? I'll just give you very practical things I do with my wife and kids. Is I'll sing with them. And the kids are jumping on me and shouting, but I'm just still singing. Hmm. you know. And I'll lay my hands on them and I'll pray for them. I sit them on the couch and I put my hands over them on Mariela. Yeah. Um, and then I just have intimate times with the Lord where I'm just with him and praying for the family and stuff and preaching to them and teaching them and and so again i know how important this is is for us to yeah. lead you and so guys what I, we've learned is again your wife wants you to lead her yeah she desperately needs it we need it desperately. and i think of joshua in the book of numbers as i'm going through the bible and i'm in uh, the book of numbers now but it's so interesting because when Moses, God had had already told Moses, like, you're not going to make it into the promised land because you, of what had happened with, you know, the rock and the water gushing forth from the rock. Yeah. Um, but he had said, you know, you were going to die in this mountain. You're going to be gathered with your fathers. But Joshua, son of Nun, he whom has followed me wholeheartedly, and he has a spirit of leadership. Mm. And when I had read that verse in Numbers, that he has a spirit of leadership, I immediately just stopped and I prayed for Damien. I said, Lord, you have given my husband all the godly men, the husbands, you have given all of them, without a doubt, the spirit of leadership. And I just began to pray. And if you are a husband, a godly husband right now, and if you're a believer, you are godly <laughs> and you're the priest of your home. Yes. God has given you the spirit of leadership that you would take a hold of that and that you would pray it forth and said, Lord, you have given me the spirit of leadership over my house, over my home. And I pray right now that you would enable me to do this. Yes. You have given this to me that you would fill me with your spirit, that I would walk with wisdom and understanding how to be tender with my wife, how to pray for my kids, how to lead them well. You have given me this role. Therefore, yes. you will give me the ability to obey this. Yes. And so right now I just, I, you know, encourage you to pray this over yourself men and women pray this over your husband instead of complaining my husband doesn't do this we'll maybe stop instead of complaining encourage him encourage him and even pray for him pray that the spirit of leadership which i believe is in every godly man because this is their role this is your role to look like christ and christ is the leader yes right he's the head of the body you have this in you it just needs to be um, awakened. awakened and you know guided under the holy spirit right? yes amen you're <laughs> you're so good honey so again four things that i i really see that mariela needs but I, I don't just believe it's mariela i believe women need this so they need to feel secure they want open and honest communication they want a soft non-sexual affection um, and they want you to lead them so those are things that women need 
we've communicated, Mariana, even in our own marriage, hey, this is what we she needs. Now these are now let me tell you three things that us men need. And I again want Mariela to chime in on this. And this actually segues, right? The men are the leaders. Uh, champion them, encourage them. This actually goes to the first thing. Women, wives, listen to this. Mariela knows this. What we need and what I need is the first thing that I need is honor, honor and respect. That's what we need as men. We need honor and we we need respect. Amen. Men need to hear that you believe in them. Yeah. Need to men need to know that you can champion them. And I'm gonna say this out. I'm gonna say this honestly. Us men, we're just big babies. <laughs> we really are. We're just big babies. Big babies with big egos. <laughs> we really need. We need to be affirmed. We need to be championed. Our ego needs to hear that you believe in us. You be, that hey, you got this, Dad. You're a good man. You're a good leader. You have what it takes. And you know this is true. The mm -hmm. moment you say something to me about my, you don't honor me, you don't respect me, my ego goes straight to the floor. And wives know that. They can say something to the husband about their ego or they don't honor them, they don't respect them, something about their ego. And psh, they, the, air, the, the air comes out of the balloon, if you will. <laughs> Seriously. And so us men, what we need, wives, you need to champion your husband. Yeah. You need to build him up, right? You were just talking about, hey, when they lead, don't criticize them. <clears throat> maybe they, maybe, I don't know, maybe they didn't, you, they didn't do up to your standards, but don't criticize them. Hey, baby, you got this. You see them reading? <gasps> oh, wow, what a miracle. No, no, no. Champion them. Lift them up. Yeah. And so, again, the first thing that us men need, and we've communicated this, again, we're talking about communication, is you need to honor and respect your husband. Amen? You want to yeah. add something there? Yeah, and I think when we do that or criticize and do you like times that I've done that because I know I've probably done that do you do you doubt my value for you like do you doubt that I love you is that a thing I don't think you doubt that you love me it's just that again we have this ego yeah and we need that ego to be built up because right. we're just big babies <laughs> yeah right so I don't doubt your love I just think that again what we're talking about is if you don't believe in me, then who believes in me? Right. I need you to believe in me. I need you to champion me. That's, that's so good. That's being honest. And that, I mean, that's important. And I just think of, one, I just think of my little boys, right? And I think, one, if my little boys see, wow, mom is like pouring into dad. Like she's praying for him. She's saying, hey, you can do this. Yeah. Um, and like Damien said, like early on, like we weren't really good communicators, but I think over the time as the Lord has given us wisdom to know him more, Amen. we've been able to grow that we can grow in that. Um, and, and you're right. Men really need the, the affirmation to say, Hey, you can do this. Yeah. Hey, the way you did this, you did such an amazing job. Yeah. Um, like you, you were just built to be affirmed, right? Yeah. And that the wives would do that better, that I would do that better, right? That Zion would see that and that she would do that to her husband, right? I think about just a simple example. You know this is true. You can attest to it. Silas potty training. Mm -hmm. Silas did not want to go potty train, right? Nope. And one day I woke up and what did I tell him? You can do this. Yeah. You can do this. Mm -hmm. We believe in you. And that day 
He potty trained. He potty trained. And you know, it's so funny. Recently, so that's what we're talking about is this ego, right? Mm-hmm. Honor, respect, believing, championing us men. That's so true. Sorry, you're going to say something. That's true because recently he had done something because, well, and you had said this um, in a, the past podcast, but we have recently told our kids like you can do hard things. Amen. It's looking them in the eye and saying, look, when there's difficult situations, you can figure it out. Yes. You can do this. And he was doing something. He's like, oh, I can't do it. I said, look at me. You can do hard things. Yes. And he did it all by himself. And so you're right. Like men need this like oomph. Like they need to know that <laughs> they can champion, do this. Yeah. That they need to be championed. And I think the chief champion, Jesus, like he does this to us and he champions us. Yeah. Says, Mariela, you can do this. I believe in you. How good does that feel? Amen. Like when we read scripture, because not that Jesus from like his voice from heaven just is loud as Mariela, you can do this. Yeah. But when I read his word and he says, Hey, I'm with me. Like I'm with you. Like you are strong because I am strong. Like yeah. you were made for this. Like I feel encouraged for sure. And so how much more the leader of the household needs to be encouraged and right. say, Hey, you're doing such a good job. Yeah. I think of the story of Zach in the book of Zechariah, Zerubbabel and Joshua. I think, it, I think it's chapter three or four. Satan is accusing them. And the Lord looks at him and says, like, Nope. These guys are innocent. These guys have been cleansed. They've been plucked out of the fire. And the Lord himself is championing them and saying, they might have a past, but I've forgiven them their past. Yeah. And so it goes hand with what you're saying is the ultimate person that is encouraging us, it's the Lord himself. Yeah. And so wives, you need to communicate that with your husbands. Your husbands need honor and they need respect. Right. Amen. And honor when we speak of honor, because we've built this culture, culture of honor, of honor yeah. in our household, is that you lay down your life for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like you are honoring them above yourself. Not that you belittle yourself and that, you know, no one cares about you, yeah. but you're living a life of constant deny, like denying yourself, and you're laying down your life for those around you, and you're serving, right? And you're, not, not that we worship them, but we're exalting them as Jesus sees them. Right. Hey, we honor, we honor this person. Right. And I think our babies are starting to figure that out. We say that all the time. Amen. Um, but I think that when we honor our husbands, like we are laying down our lives for our husbands. Right. Um, that they want to feel valued. They want to feel loved and that we are serving them. Um, and it goes with what you just said. Remember, honor too is... It's value. You see mm-hmm. the value of that person, yeah. right? You see the value of that person, and that person has value because they're made in the image of God. Absolutely. So we tell people, was our kids, hey, honor your sister, honor your brother. It's because they are created in the image of God. They have value. Right, and so, mm-hmm. so honor and respect, that's what your husbands need. The next one is this. We need friendship. I want a friend. <coughs> I don't want a mother. Listen, wives, we want friendship. We don't want a mother. We already have a mother. Mother tells us, pick up your socks, do this and that, right? We don't want that. We want friendship. Mm -hmm. We want someone we can run to, and we want someone that we can cry with, laugh with, joke with. Like We want friendship. We crave friendship. And so, wives, your husbands are craving friendship. When's the last time you guys legitly just had fun with each other? Went out on a movie or went out and had sushi and just laughed with each other, right? Got a babysitter and did something like that. So friendship, it's so important. 
and I think you're I really do believe you're a good friend babe mm-hmm. you know so friendship we're craving friendship something you want to add yeah I think it's so true like when you say <laughs> we don't want mother like we we already have one of those <laughs> you know <laughs> and I think it, it always goes hand in hand because if a what like a, if a wife is acting like a mother it's because there's no communication mm-hmm. right Damon, can you please pick up your socks? Damon, pick up your socks. It's okay. I've communicated in the past that, Damon, can you just help me a little bit? Just around the house when you come home, it's kind of chaotic between the hours of four to seven, between <laughs> dinner time and bedtime. I just need help. And when I've communicated that and you're not um, receiving what I'm putting down, then the wife can get kind of like, I already told you. And then she gets into like this mother, mother mode. Oh, yeah. So it's like this cycle that there needs to be this open communication. Like open it's and not, honest. yeah, it's not that I'm telling you these things, but are you receiving it? Like, are you honoring me that? And I'll never forget one time when, um, this, I don't know, like as soon as we moved into this house back in 2015, <laughs> um, <clears throat> when every time I, I washed the dishes, I would always leave water all over the sink. Like it was just all awful. And I remember ever since then, it hasn't ever left my mind since 2015. You said, honey, I don't like when you do this. It just looks really messy. Can you please clean it up? And every time I've washed, I've washed dishes, dishes since then, I always make sure I clean everything up. I don't know if you've ever noticed or if that. I have noticed. But <laughs> I remember that. That bugged you and because I valued you and because friend, I yeah. honored you. I said, I'm going to do this every single time for the rest of my life that I'm washing dishes and I'm going to clean up the water because that bugs him. Yeah. And if that's one little thing I can do because I love him, he's my friend, I'm going to do this. Right. Right. You want to do things for your friends and right. you want to lay down your life for your friends, even more so your spouse. Um, and it goes back to what we opened with in Amos 3, 3, right? Can we, can we walk together if we are not in an agreement? It goes to this idea of friendship, right? Yeah to be on the same page yeah to be able to make this work yeah and so again friends sorry you were gonna say something well it's just what you're saying about like the mother role Mm -hmm. um and then for wives you don't want to have a dad (laughs) (laughs) you know i already have a dad telling me you know what to do or what not to do just be my friend yeah and so i mean it goes both ways i think about so uh, you guys don't know this but in the nights mariel and i were just hanging out with each other kids are asleep and We'll just eat a bowl of cereal together, a peanut butter sandwich, and yeah. um, we'll watch The Office. We watch The Office um, sometimes, or sometimes we just sit there and talk. Um, and so, again, it's just being friends. You yeah. know, we started out as friends. We should continue our friendship going, you know. The third one, and this is the one that we've all been waiting for, men, is that men, they need sex. As <laughs> my wife has a big smile on her face. Can I get an amen out there, man? <laughs> amen. Preach. <laughs> That'll preach. <laughs> Men need sex. That's just the truth. That's how God wired us. That's how we are. A lot of people don't know this, but the Bible actually tells us in the book of Malachi that the reason God created women, people say this, God created women so they could be helpers. That's true. But the book of Malachi actually talks about that women were created for the purpose of procreating. That's one of the roles. It's not just being a helper. It's procreating, having sex with your husband. And so this is important because I think a lot of people, they don't have those that conversation. And I'm super thankful. Mariela and I have these conversations like, hey, honey, 
um, we need to have sex, you know, and that's, that's a real conversation, right? Hey, we need to have sex tonight. Um, right. Or, Hey, these temptations are happening. I'm feeling these temptations. Like let's have sex, you know? And so those are real conversations that we have. And, um, women, your husband needs to have sex. And I believe this, like you can't just have sex if there's no, um, if there's no intimate, um, connection, right? Mm -hmm. Like we talk about the one to 10 scale. Like if there's, if anything is below seven, then we're not on the same page. You know, how, how, how close are we, babe? How close do you feel? Have we been intimate throughout the week? Right. And I I really try to practice this. Like um, I try to have like dance with Mariela. I try to send her messages. I come home and I hold her hand and I try to build up to it. I really do. Am I perfect at it? No, but I really do try because these are conversations we've had. Right. Mm -hmm. And so again, wives, your husbands, they need, they need sex and you need to have this conversation. Right. Um, about sex, anything you want to add there? Yeah. Um, and then also asking yourself that question, cause we've even had conversations about just sexual intimacy and how do you feel when we're intimate? Yeah. Um, right. And just how comfortable do you feel when mm-hmm. we're being intimate? Like those are very, um, important questions to ask and maybe they're uncomfortable and maybe you have to ask yourself, am I uncomfortable when I even have this conversation with my husband? Like right. <clears throat> if you haven't had, I you, like you need to have those conversations. Right. For and sure. that just will kind of bring forth into the light. Maybe how uncomfortable you are to have those conversations, but they need to be had right? for sure. And I think it, it goes hand in hand with everyone, which we're saying it's, you're going to find out how s- secure you actually are. Right. If you have an open and honest communication, right? Um, or if you're even friends, like you you have to have these conversations, right? Yeah. And I agree 100%. And I say this, guys, when we're having sex, it's not just about you. It's not just about Damien. It's about my wife too. Like what's pleasing her? How does she feel? You know, is she okay? Like those are conversations people don't ever talk about. Yeah. But we have those conversations and I want to encourage you that in your relationship, in your marriage, you would have those conversations. Yeah. They're very healthy. Remember, God created sex. It's a beautiful thing. Right. And so again, your husband, he needs he needs sex. And anything else you want to add there? Babe? Yeah, I want to add this is that we have to understand and sometimes it can be again, it's just how comfortable you are with your spouse. But we have to understand that most likely the men just have a higher sex drive than the wife. And sometimes it's vice versa. Maybe you're a wife listening and saying, I'm always the one with the high sex drive, but now my husband, he never wants to be intimate. It's, you know, figuring out what works and what doesn't work. You know, and I think the wife has to be considerate and think, wait a minute, I got to think about my husband and I'm saying this to you, you know this, but I'm saying this to wives is like, Hey, your husband, one of the things he needs, he needs sex, Yeah. you know? And so you got to, you got to help the brother out. Can I get an amen out there, man? (laughs) 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 Come on, give me an amen out there. (laughs) There's some men in their cars. (laughs) Say an amen, (laughs) brother. Someone say hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, I can't hear you, man. Wives, your husbands need sex. (laughs) Amen. So husbands need honor, respect. They need friendship and they also need sex. Amen. And marriage is about becoming one, right? It's becoming one. And how do we do that? We do that through communication. Yeah. We do that through communication. And I want to remind everybody that marriage, its purpose is to serve one another. It's to serve each other, right? Rather than shame and reject each other 
It should be two servants loving each other and trying to meet each other's needs. And how do we do that? We do that through communication. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. So what I want to do is I just want to give us five practicals. We're almost done. I know we've gone a little bit. Um, The first thing is I want to talk about five ways that we can make our marriage more successful when we communicate. The first one is this one, and I've learned this, and you've told me this time and time again, the right tone. The right tone. Mm -hmm. Tone changes everything. Ready? Okay, babe, I understand. Okay, babe, I understand. See the difference? And you you really do well, and you always remind me, honey, your tone. And your tone communicates. It communicates you care, or it communicates that you don't care. And when you care, let me say this. When you're in a marriage, and you actually care, or even in a relationship, and you say you care, you're going to find a way to understand people. Try to understand your spouse. Try to understand your husband. So when a man communicates with his wife, it doesn't matter what we're saying. What matters is our tone. Amen? I'm going to say that again. It doesn't matter what you're saying, husbands or wives. What matters is your tone. Yeah. You want to say something there, honey? Yeah, it's. it goes back to, like, does your spouse feel love do they feel secure do they feel seen do they feel valued um tone sets the mood for so many things right we need to be gentle in our responses versus being very quick and and like you know i just think of how much self-control for me personally how much self-control and i've personally been praying for more gentleness in the way that i respond to my children yeah and to my husband and so much biting my tongue because I really want to look more like Jesus. And I know you do too. Amen. Um, but in just the way that we say things, we need to um, not be so harsh. Yes. You know. And you might be thinking, husband, I was just speak for the guys. I didn't say anything. It was your tone, man. Your tone changes everything. Yeah. And you're a, you're naturally, like I said, like you just have just these loud. leadership skills. You're just bold and you're very you're you're very passionate. Yeah. About Literally I can just be having a conversation. Yeah. And I just get really passionate. Yeah. And it sounds and like I'm yelling or Yeah, but you're not. I'm not I'm just and we've talking. had the conversation <laughs> and the way that you say certain things. Yeah. Like I've learned don't take it offensively. He's just that's just his personality. Yeah. Right, he's just bold and passionate about certain things, and over the years, God has given me the ability to understand you on that aspect. And sometimes I, st- I mean, I'm, I'm still learning, um, but We're both yeah, learning. Tone, tone is change everything. your tone. Change your tone. The next one is this. Um, another just practical tip on how to have a successful marriage or be successful in communicating is is make time for each other. When's the last time you sat down? And you discussed <laughs> your struggles, your your dreams, your temptations, what you were feeling. When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you just went on a date? No kids, no phone, no nothing, no distractions. When's the last time you've made enough time for each other? And so I want to encourage everybody out there that you would make this a habit at least once a month. If you can do it more often, praise God. But if you can do it once a month, you should do it. Rekindle that fire. Make some time for your spouse. Be proactive. Sit down. Yeah. Discuss areas in your life. And I thank God for this because we do this, babe. You know, 
I think about the last time we went out to sushi, we sat down and just kind of talked what we were feeling, you know, and so what our dreams were, what we're feeling. We do it all the time, but I mean, again, we just have to be pro proactive in this. So just make enough time for each other. Yeah. And add something there. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to that. I'm being hurt emotionally, like that emotional security is that we want our husbands to know what's going on in the whole person. Mm. Right. I want you to know how I'm feeling physically. I want you to know how I'm feeling spiritually, how I'm feeling emotionally. And that I would feel secure to know that you care about all those aspects. Right. Like I tell you all the time about, oh man, I just feel sluggish. Like, hey, I worked out again today. Um, and I've been better at trying to work out every day because I just feel so much better. Yeah. And this last time I was surprised, but you jumped in yeah, in my work and I was right? so encouraged. And so, but to know, hey, I have a champion. Hey, you can totally do it. Like keep working out. You're doing amazing. Um, but hearing me out when I say the whole person is understanding, yeah, like my dreams and my desires and certain dreams, like physical dreams that I've had or um, things that I feel like the Lord is, is stirring in my heart yeah, and yeah. that you would listen. And a lot of the times... Like you are just, you're a really good listener, but you're a, like, you're a silent listener. And so sometimes like, I just think of your sister as like, we'll say something, <laughs> but you're just a silent listener. Like you meditate and you are so quiet because you're trying to think of what to say. Uh, but you're just a really good listener in that aspect. Like, and we want to be, you know, listened to. Mm. Um, and, but <clears throat> like what you were saying is that, Gotta make enough time for each other. We gotta make enough time to hear, even if it's going over coffee or Damon's a tea drinker. <laughs> but mm -hmm. just, hey, how do you feel spiritually? How do you feel emotionally? How do you feel physically? Yeah. Um, what, what have you, like, what has annoyed you recently? And you're always good at asking me, like, how do you feel homeschooling is going? Yeah. How's everything yeah. going? Yeah. So we just have to make enough time for each other. So the first uh, five, again, things that will make your marriage successful with communication is the right tone. It's making mm -hmm. enough time. Uh, this one's important too, is is intimate communication. And we try to do this. I try to do this with you at least twice a week. Is dancing. Mm -hmm. Literally we'll dance in the kitchen, right? I dance with each other. Or we hug, Just hold. I just hold you. Just mm -hmm. kissing each other, you know laughing with each other like mm -hmm. there has to be an intimate communication there has to be this connection it doesn't just happen in the bedroom it has to happen before the bedroom right. you know and so we kind of talked yeah. about that um and the last one is this is there has to be trust if there's not trust in our marriage it's hard really is hard you have to have trust in order to share like deeper issues. Things are really going on, you know, things I'm struggling with. Yeah. Um, things I'm afraid of or doubts I have or you know what I'm saying? There has to be trust. Yeah. And absolutely. remember trust doesn't just happen. It's built. It's built. Mm -hmm. Right. It's built. Yeah. Anything you want to add there, babe, before we close? Yeah, just pray over your spouse or pray over yourself if you're having a hard time with any of those um specific practical things that Again, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Like, I don't walk in all of those perfectly, but I try to. And just pray that, one, God would give you the boldness and the gentleness to walk it out. Yes. Um, and I was just actually, this morning, I think, where I was praying for us. I'm like, Lord, would you help us in our marriage? Not that, you know, our marriage is like, it's struggling. It's not. 
But like as I was praying, like Lord help us in our marriage, Lord, yeah, because I was watching the first service and you, you were, um, you guys were praying about marriages. I'm like, yes, Lord, and you know, just pray over our marriage. Yeah. But just be prayerful in all of those aspects that you would be better communicating, be better with your tone, all of those things. Yes. The last thing is this. This is actually new, but I want to give this tip to everybody. <clears throat> I want to encourage you tonight with your spouse that you would sit down at the table and you would ask this question tell me what's wrong with me and don't defend yourself so I could ask Maria tell me what's wrong with me and then she could vice versa and don't defend yourself and don't don't get offended don't try to defend yourself don't take it personal because listen when Maria tells me what I'm not doing good at I can work on those things you're not being a good friend. You're not being a good communicator. You're not being open and honest. Does that make sense? So I want to encourage you guys that we would do this, right? How do I know that I'm, I'm a good husband? Well, I won't know until Mariela tells me, right? Hey, you're doing a good job at communicating. Or, hey, you're doing a good job at making enough time for us. Or, hey, you're doing a good job being my friend. Or, um, you're doing a good, good job with showing me non-sexual affection or you're a good job leading me right so have that conversation and so again by no means are we experts but just kind of sharing on these tips that again coming up on nine years married and it's been it's been amazing it's been an amazing journey and god has been faithful and we've mm -hmm. learned a lot and we just want to share with you guys some tips that we've been learning and i hope you can practice them in your marriage amen amen honey you want to add anything thank you for coming on you're amazing. Yeah. Praise God that Amos stayed asleep because when we record, it's nighttime and Amos has to be in bed. The kids have to be in bed. Um, yeah. And so praise the Lord. All the kids are not in bed. Zion's actually <laughs> next to us. Zion, do you want to tell the New Heights friends hi? Come say hi in the mic. Say some words. Hi. <laughs> She's so cute. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Um, yeah. And I hope that you wouldn't be offended when your spouse asks you. <laughs> it just sounds so weird, right? What's wrong with me? Tell me what's wrong with me, though. But it's like, how can I be better? How can I be better? How yeah. can I love you better? What how can, can I, I serve better? you better? How, what can I do better? And I think also, if you're a believer, you should always want to work on your character because we are to look more like Jesus. Amen. And so that we wouldn't be offended that our spouse says something to us. How dare he say that? Oh, wasn't your prayer to look more like Jesus? Why are you surprised when something's wrong with you? No, seriously. And again, I want to encourage you guys that we would walk in maturity. Like when Mariela tells me, Damien, you can do this and this better. I would say, praise God. I'll be better at this and this and this. And vice versa. You can be better at this and this and this, right? And so, I'm going to pray. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for the new heights, um, podcast lord that you are allowing us god to come alongside these couples god these marriages maybe even those who are single right now those who are listening lord we just come alongside them right now and we just want to partner with them for your heart and lord we pray for the marriages lord who are um, in covenant right now and those who maybe are engaged or those who are yet to be married and we just pray for them, God, that you would strengthen their marriages, Lord, that they would be a better communication um, from both the husband and the wife, Lord, that they would be trust, that they would be 
honor God, that the women would affirm their husbands, that the husbands would protect their wives, that they would love their wives, understanding that they're weaker, understanding that they're that they need to be handled gently, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that you would even heal those who are struggling, Lord, um, with intimacy. We just pray, God, just gentleness and meekness, God, that you would restore those relationships, God. We just pray over the husbands, Lord, that they would take leadership in those relationships and those marriages god that the husbands would be the leaders and that they would lead well holy spirit that you would enable every believer to walk in truth and in holiness and that and those spouses god who practice that very last practical tool lord that they wouldn't be offended when their spouses open about certain blind spots god but that you would enable them lord to want to change god that they would want to look more like jesus and that you would give him a thick skin lord and a a gentle and humble heart to look more like you we're so thankful god for this new heights um uh, um, listeners god and we're so grateful for them that you would bless them in jesus name amen amen well honey thank you for coming on thanks for having me yes i love you caught me off guard but here we are yes (laughs) you did good Friends, thanks for tuning in to tonight's podcast. I'm your host, Damien Valle. Happy Monday. God bless. Be safe, friends. See you next Monday.